feeding your passion for local sports in the afternoon. It's the Drive Guys with Kevin Gleason and Kyle Drake on your radio at 11:40 a.m. Streaming audio at SactownSports.com and the Sacktown Sports app. You can also watch the show on YouTube at Sacktown Sports 11:40. Here are the Drive Guys with Kevin Gleason and Kyle Drake. Yeah, I don't know. I'm watching on YouTube, and that—that's you're not Kyle Draper. No, I am not. Yeah, no, Kyle I Draper. I know is traveling with the team. The Phantom is with us today. Thank you very well, much. Yeah, yeah, it's very, uh, very big shoes to fill. Kyle Draper. Uh huh. You know the drapes. Right. I mean, that's you got a name like drapes. drapes. I yeah. got no name like drapes. Come on, Phantom. Fans is not. Ooh. You know, that's not close to drapes. Yeah. So yeah, had, thanks the, for having me. He had the play-by-play last night, and uh, let's face it. He did not get the job done. He did not do a very good job. Neither he nor the Kings got the job done last night. Uh, Phantom, thanks for coming in today. It's kind of like a holiday family reunion, isn't it? It we is. We don't spend any time together no. except, hey, you come on the show? <laughs> Was everyone else busy? No, some people just didn't want to do it. They're not really busy. Okay, well, I'll do it. So That's hey, basically the way I thought it went. Yeah, yeah. I can't come over for dinner or anything, but no. I can come and hang out at the show. So yeah. that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Yes, so, togetherness. It's Merry still family. Christmas. Absolutely. Yeah. And same to you, sir. Thank you. And Happy New Year. Thank you. Ah, oh, you beat me to it. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. Problem is, last week when the Kings lost to Boston, a lot of people, including Kyle Draper, up in arms. Worst loss of the year. This is terrible. And, you know, it was a bad loss. I don't know about you. I kind of understood that that was a pretty good team. And once the game started going a certain way, it's like, well... That one's that one's out of reach. Seen that movie before. Last night, though, now to me, that's one that it's really hard to fathom as a Kings fan how that would happen to that team. Shorthanded. I thought the Kings were better than that, Phantom. I did. I did too, as well. And then you look at the box score and the one of the leading scores or the leading score for Portland is a guy. I've literally. I talked about this with my son uh, before coming out here. Literally, I've never heard of the guy before, and he comes out and he drops twenty five on the Kings, reminding us of the old days when uh, Chris Kamen used to come to town with the Clippers and just explored on the Kings. And so uh, it's just the unlikely hero syndrome that. Uh, oh that, yeah. That bit us in the back again. You're talking about Joop Reith. Right? I think I am, but I'm yeah. not sure. I I'm, think I am. Yeah, when you yeah. said that, I thought, come on, you don't even know who it was. And then no, I realized I don't. when I looked, oh, yeah, that guy I was kind of wondering that my, myself. 9 of 15 last yeah. night. Uh, I had five off- offensive rebounds, finished with nine total. Yeah, that one stings. I mean, uh, Shane Sharp's a good player, right? He didn't play. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Ayton's got a, you know, pretty, uh, pretty impressive resume, didn't play. Mm-hmm. And the Blazers just destroyed the Kings. And I was reading before the game, the Kings were at full strength for maybe the first time yeah, all season. Yeah. So that would seem to ba- the balance would be tipped in their favor. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the outcome did not uh, did not conform. I think you're familiar with a young man by the well, not that young anymore. Deuce Mason. Uh, I, yes, I was familiar as a yeah. young man, and now yeah. I'm familiar with him now as a yeah. middle aged man. And he and uh, Morgan were doing the pre and post last night, and Deuce was the analyst. Um, and he was pointing out that you know this is this is about the defense. The Kings' defense is just that's that's substandard defense to give up one thirty against a team that's shorthanded that has problem scoring. So that's what it's all about with the Kings. And we'll talk all season long about the ups and the downs and how come they're not as good as this team? Oh, they look great. Oh, they look terrible. Why does that happen? It's because they're a really poor defensive team. Yeah, and if you look at it, uh, last night was Sabonis and Fox going for 77, and then you look at what Portland usually scores in a game, which is about 108, so you figure the rest of the team scores 32 points. Mm-hmm. We're pretty much okay, and all of a sudden they're putting up 130, and that's the other thing I noticed about the Kings looking at the standings is their net 
their net rating is basically even. It's basically zero. They average the same amount as they give up over the course of the first, you know, I think, I think we understand what season. that rating is. Yeah, well, I thought I would, so. you know, for those in the crowd who are just listening first time, you know, in, in right. a holiday, right. holiday right. week, you're going to say, you know what I should do for the holiday? I'm going to try to check out the sports radio scene. Yeah. So I was trying to help people Kyle out. Draper you know? looks different today, yeah, but that's okay. He, he does it. Boy, I tell you, he's not yelling or anything. Uh, but, yeah, that's, I mean, the average 118 points a game, that's, Pretty decent number, about the same as last year. But giving up 118 a game, uh, that is yeah. uh, very disturbing. And last night, 130 to a team that averages about 108. Yeah, yeah. I know your friend Jerry Reynolds. Uh, last yes. year, a lot of us complained about the Kings' defense last year, and Jerry would say, "Okay, but their their margin. What was the term you used? Their, their yeah. I, I don't I don't remember now. Yeah. That was you know, 20 seconds yeah. ago. Yeah. He said they were like plus seven something. Yeah, last net year. rating or something. Net rating. That. Yes, yes, thank you. Something like that. So he that. said, you know, as long as you're scoring more than the other team, whatever. But this year, <laughs> as you point out, they're not really. Everything's even. So the record, you know, hey, 17 and 12, that's great. And certainly anybody who's been a longtime Kings fan knows that to be 17 and 12, a couple of days after Christmas, like okay, that's that stacks up pretty well to what we've seen in recent years. But defensively, this team is not nearly. Um, as efficient, as effective as the team was was last year. Absolutely. And if you look at uh, last night, we had the two guys with the big scoring uh, nights, but three guys in your starting lineup, 60% of your starting lineup is in single digits. Hmm. And uh, that's that's not really very effective. And I know you guys were talking about Malik Monk. He did not have a good game for him. And he has come to be regarded as a guy, He even though he's the sixth man, it's like, well, we got to get a good game from Malik or we're going to get a good game from Malik. So he's counted on to be that uh, scoring punch and just wasn't there last night and nobody picked him up. Yeah, he's also dealing with a you know, nerve issue in his foot, so I don't know if that's bothering him. By the way, I just I want to walk back something I just said when I said they were better defensively last year. I don't know if they were or not, <laughs> you know, because numbers-wise, um, that their numbers fluctuate, and I know last year they were bad defensively. I just mean overall offense, defense, uh, the way it all added up last year was the package was a lot more – palatable than what we see on nights like last night. And as we got to the end of last year, I think we've talked about this talking with Jerry before. We kind of hoped that when we came to this season, we were going to start, we're going to start from the same place as you started last season. We're going to make some inroads and start from further along, especially defensively. And it really doesn't seem like they've made any inroads defensively so that we're starting this year from basically on the defensive side from where we started last year on a much worse team. Well, mm-hmm. I can answer your question, Whitey. So last year, the the defensive rating for the Kings, which is different than net rating, but defensive rating. Like 20, what were they? 20. They were 25th at 25th. the end of the year, yeah. but it was 116.8. Mm-hmm. And you want to be lower in defensive rating. This right. year, they are 117.1. But they're ranked 23rd in the right. league. Right. So their standing in the league has improved, but their net rating is actually 0.3 worse than last year. Right. Thank you, Kyle. Kyle will do that a lot. I and didn't know who that healthy. was. Yeah. Guys, all of a sudden, there's a guy talking. What is he talking? So but, is 117 worse than 116.8 then? Well, here's yes. the bad part of that. Is like, yes, he says, you're up two spots technically. But I don't they were that. up as high as what? They were really high at times this year. They were knocking on the top 10, and now Couple they're back times. down almost where they were last year, right. which is really The simplest way I can explain it is per 100 possessions, they are giving up 0.3 more points than they were last year. Hmm. Not good. You didn't have to dumb it down like that. Obviously, we got that. <laughs> Did you know he has uh, written a book on the San Antonio Spurs? Has he? Yes. This year's? Uh, no. What year was it, Kyle, that you wrote a book about uh, Let's call it 1997 to 2019. Okay, yeah. Oh, so basically the recent history of the Spurs franchise. Yeah. Yes. So did anyone, how many people have read it? Do you know? I know how many people have bought it. 
Okay. I'm not going to say on the air. Wait, well, you'll go with the net rating, but you won't tell us how many people bought your book? I'll tell you off air. I don't care how many people. I'll just people repeat have... it. Yeah. I don't care how many people. Have... I mean, that's cool that you we wrote a book. We think you wrote a book. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're not coming down your road. Or we anything. No, we we broke even on the book. That's what I'll say. <laughs> oh, we? Again. You had a co-author? No. The, oh. there, there were some people who helped edit oh. and publish and stuff like that. What's the title? It's called The Spurs Dynasty. And now I'm just doing pod, uh, business on the air, but no, it's, yeah, it's very fun, and yeah. I did write a what book. What would you, if you wrote a book about this year's Kings, you'd have to include last year's, the Mike Brown era, yeah. what would your title be? Lighting the Beam. Huh. And how many people would work with you on it? I don't know, you want to be interviewed for it? Absolutely, Phantom? I'd love to. Whitey? I'd love to be in your book. Yeah. All right. I don't know which way this book is going, though. After last year's, like, yeah. this is a great, this is great, what a great story. We came into this year thinking, well, they'll be better than last year, right? Why? Well, because they've had a year to play and learn the defensive system. So they'll be better defensively just by virtue of that. Plus, Keegan Murray's going to be better. Plus, um, well, Davion will be better. Yeah, oh, Plus, absolutely. they added JaVale McGee. Plus, uh, they're just good. So well, Bonus won't be hurt on his thumb. He'll be exactly, fine. Thank exactly. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. But instead, and I'm not saying that they didn't make shrewd moves, but at this point, I think you got to say almost all the things that they planned – to base their improvement on, they they haven't come to fruition. It just hasn't happened. No, and I was listening to Jason this morning. I think there's another guy in the show too. Uh, I was listening to Jason. And he was talking about a word to describe the season. He said roller coaster, and I think that's true from the standpoint of from one game to another. Either it's hey we're doing great, let's let this team mature, or like this morning it's okay. How do we get Zach Levine? How do we get this other guy? And basically, that's the two extremes now. Mm-hmm. It's either this is great, we're on the right track, everything's great, or let's blow it up and get somebody else. Yeah, I think they're on the right track, frankly, to be pretty good. Yeah. Maybe not much better yeah. than last year. And last year, that was great because they hadn't right. been in the playoffs for so long. Right now, though, I think a lot of people are feeling like, I'm not comfortable with that. I want more. I thought they are going to be better this well, year. Well, yeah, you took people fairly who, or unfairly. who had been uh, starving for 16 seasons or whatever it was, and you finally fed them, mm-hmm. and now they want, I want to eat some more. I want better food. Let's go. We got this because mm-hmm. we've got the, the, the pieces in place now. You know, and if you look at the team, the way it's set up, okay, if that team grows, if that team matures, like you said, Murray improves and a couple other guys, mm-hmm. but they're not getting, for the most part, Herder, who's a big part of that, you know, improving part, is not giving you really anything this year as far as, uh, you know, overall. So that's really kind of put you a step back right there, too. I must be hungry because I could have sworn you said pizza's in place. I know you didn't, but when you said you've got the pieces in place. Man. I wish place. I would have. I was thinking, been... P, you've got the pizzas on plates. And I was like, I would yes. would have I been love... so much better. <laughs> Let's do some of Why that. didn't I do If I was a writer, like, oh, man. No, you said it right. It's yeah. just my brain was somewhere 916 316-339-1140. What would be the favorite pizza for all of the Kings players? Yeah. Well, or not. I don't or we could do that later, maybe in the 5 o'clock hour. You know? Sure. You know, we're now putting the yeah. pizzas in place. Sure. There we go. Pizzas. Mmm. Jerry was on last week, uh, and he was talking to Kyle and I, and we were talking about the up and down, and I agree with him. I think he hit the nail on the head. What's the reason for this? Why are they up? Why are they down? It's as we said when we started. There, It's because of the defense. Right. That's, I really think that's pretty much the whole thing with this team right now. Absolutely, and so when I hear the talk that they have about let's add this guy or let's make this big move, I don't think that the, whoever they would bring in, if you don't have a defensive component to your game, I don't think it's, in, it's a person you'd want to bring in. If you're bringing in a Levine, for example, who's just basically a scorer, that doesn't add to your overall team. It might make you better, more talented I agree with you. A basketball team. But whoever they're going out to get, 
they have to have a defensive component. And as I told you and uh, Jerry a couple weeks ago, I think they have to get a little more athletic too because especially in the front court, yeah. not a lot of athleticism up there. And that may be hand-in-hand hand with bringing in maybe a wing defender or something like that. But, you know, when you when you talk about, oh, what what should they do, who should they add, I really think you have to think, what does he bring us defensively? Mm-hmm. That's why Portland has two guys that I – one guy I think I want, the other guy I'm not sure I might want, uh, Matisse Thibel sure. and Jeremy Grant. Yeah, Jeremy Grant's Jeremy. really, really pricey. Yeah. Uh, but he's a good defender. He's not great. He's not all league, but he's a good defender. He helps you defensively. To your point, you may not yes. like Jeremy Grant, but I agree with you that if I'm bringing in somebody, especially somebody I'm going to have to pay a lot of money to, I want them to help me at that end. Absolutely. And anybody you're going to bring in that has the name that we've been hearing bandied about, you're going to pay a lot of money to. So that's going to upset the balance. And so you have to, I think you have to get a lot from that person. And defense is foremost in that. I think it's great that you use the term bandied about. I love I that it term. Is. And you don't hear it that much anymore. You don't. I try to bring things back. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, yeah, I can to, imagine you know, they're bandying something, the idea. You're, no, that's a, more batting. You're talking about like a cat or well, something, batting the of. yarn. Well, whatever you interpret it is fine with me. That's fine. We're going to take a quick uh, time out here. We're going to come back. Uh, it's Phantom in for Kyle Draper today. And we got some nice comments here on the chat. Appreciate that. Oh, uh, hey, weigh in here. 339-1140, 1-800-920-1140. Are we just, all right, fast the seatbelts? Here we go. We'll be pretty good this year. Or do the Kings need to do something? And what is it that they need to do? Mike Brown, meanwhile, calls out his own superstars. That's next on The Drive Guys. Whitey and Phantom today. Sacktown Sports. Live and local, it's the Drive Guys. Watch the show on youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen on the Sacktown Sports app. Whitey Gleason and the Phantom in for Kyle Draper today. Really appreciate this. Drapes actually texted me today as with a reminder because they're going, they were in Portland last night going to Atlanta. And he didn't have to do this, but he said, hey, reminder, I'm not in today. Was, that was nice. Cool. Yeah, yes. That was nice. Yes. Because yeah. he knows it's the holiday season, you know, and you get lost in what's going on. So-and-so's coming in. So, Phantom, uh, able to help us out today, which is wonderful. And uh, it's been a while since you've been on KCK, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's been a decade. I went out, you know, took a, took a vacation, and uh, it was a long one. Uh-huh. It turned out to be a longer one than I thought. I thought I was getting two weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I went somewhere, and then you were still here for a while, Absolutely. right? You were still years, here. Yeah, until yeah. about 2013, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And now here we are. I don't know. The more things change, the more they stay the same, right? The Kings are great, but oh, what's wrong with the Kings? <laughs> exactly. Oh, what's wrong with the Kings? We had, for a time, we had the Kings are great, and then we had, for a time, what's wrong with the Kings? And the what's wrong with the Kings would have loved to have this problem, all these problems that we had, what, in the late 2000s or whatever. I mean, they would have loved to have these problems. Hey, we're, we're only 17 and 12. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah, right. What is it, April? Come yeah. on, 17 wins. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Saw one of your favorites uh, Friday night at the arena. Uh, before the game in the media area, uh, one of the original Kings, because he's a Suns broadcaster now, and I just kind of oh. said hi to him. Eddie Johnson. I love Eddie Johnson. Yeah, one of the original Kings, one of my first first favorite guys in the Reggie, Larry Drew, Mike Woodson, LaSalle Thompson era, and Eddie Johnson, Just yeah, he just stood out. He's a fantastic guy and a yeah. great broadcaster. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you know, we had him on when Jerry was on. He's like, anything for Jerry. I'll do anything yeah. for Jerry. Uh, and he just won his sixth Emmy, did, uh, did Eddie Johnson. Wow. One of the guys you just mentioned – is, um, I don't know the term. I don't know if he's a finalist, but he's a candidate. Not just eligible, but he's a nominee. I think that's the term. Nominee for the Basketball Hall of Fame. Reggie Theus. Oh, wow. He's one of the nominees. Yeah. 
Did that just come down? Because I was six you, days ago. I have think. you asked Jerry about that? No, because it really it was just just yeah, a few days ago. I know then Jerry we had is very holidays high. and everything. He doesn't seem like you know when you just you know the the old test that you used to do was like when you say his name you'll know. With Reggie, that's Theus a dumb test. I know you and a lot of people. Really, that's a dumb test. Well, in the old days it was okay because there weren't that many players to remember. Because it assumes like, that whoever's yeah. doing it knows everything. Like what's the yes, name? Yes, exactly. No, he's not. Why not? Because I said so. Actually, that's true, <laughs> and I love that. Uh, I would say no, just because I don't know that he has all the accolades that you need uh, to get into the Hall of Fame. But I, I love Reggie Theus as a player. I love him on the Kings. There's also this, you know, the Basketball Hall of Fame includes everything. Yes. Like if you scored 20 points in a pickup game once, like, well, yeah, we look at that. That's why <laughs> Maley thinks he's going to make it in someday. Oh, really? He scored 20 points in his pickup career. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, almost. Yeah. <laughs> He missed that last layup. But, you know, it's high school and it's college, and so yeah. some of it is like, how's that guy in the Hall of Fame? Well, you know, he did this overseas or whatever. Yeah, so, Ginobili in a Tony yeah. Parker situation. Yeah. yeah. You used to drive me crazy because I think you used to say, if I'm not mistaken, you used to do that Hall of Fame test with James Worthy, and you used to say, if I'm not mistaken, you go, no, not not a Hall of Famer. You, well, you might be mistaken because I, I'm a big James Worthy guy. Okay. The way All he right. I'll withdraw the comment, I'm the Your small Honor. Small forward guy. Yeah. I, that's that's my that's my position. Small forwards, athletic small forwards. So yeah. All right. I, I, I withdraw the comment. Uh, thank you very much. Yes. I did say it though. I probably I did. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you say the Kings need to get more athletic, huh? I do. Yeah. I don't know if Mike Brown feels that way, but he just feels like, however it happens, his team needs to play better defense. And last night. Mike Brown said, we need to play better defense, including our two best players. Just talk about Fox and Sabonis tonight and what you got from them. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, at the end of the day, we got scorned. But just like everybody else, uh, they, as well as the rest of the group, didn't do a good job defending. And, you know, I, I, I know Foxy can score. I know Sabonis can score, especially when they uh, have the young bigs that they have out there. Uh, it's about can we generate some stops as a group? Can we take care of the ball as a group? You know, can we not send them to the free throw line as a group? And, you know, all those things. We did a better job in the second half of, of, of not sending them to the free throw line, but, you know, still 18 points off our 12 turnovers. And then the way we defended was not was not good. Uh, first of all, that was Kyle Draper asking the question, so good question. Well right done, there. Kyle. And I don't think Mike Brown, I agree with him for what that's worth, but I don't think he often does that. I, you don't hear him a lot, although that's just the way the – question was phrased so yeah they were great but they need to play better defense too no i'm totally down with that yeah. answer you can't separate a couple of guys after a win maybe you can but after a loss you can't separate two guys you go oh yeah i thought they were great but the rest of our team was not great you got to go ahead and make it a collective and yes defense is obviously a team thing and they gave up 130 points so yeah i salute them for calling them out mm-hmm. they only had 10 turnovers last night 12 total turnovers which isn't you know that's not that egregious mm-hmm. but the Trailblazers converted those turnovers into 18 points. Yeah, point and a half a turnover. Yeah. You don't want to do, well, yeah, because a dozen is not that bad, really. Right. Uh, but and they had 10, team, 10 and then 12 total. So, yeah, you're right. But then 18 points because, uh, you know, you got those live ball turnovers. And when you're basically rolling the ball to the other end of the floor <laughs> and going, okay, you guys, go get it. That's no bueno. Well, Portland, Not at this level. Yeah, talking about people that are starving, Portland averages 108 points a game. When they're coming out, I think they had 103 at the end of three quarters. They're like, whoopee, I they're know. having a great time. This yeah. is fantastic. They're having a party out there yep. in front of their home fans in a game they probably, you know, you don't. They probably didn't expect to win or they were told they weren't going to win. Mm-hmm. And they come out here against a team that's 17 and 11, and they're, all of a sudden everything they shoot is going in. No one's trying to stop them. And uh, so, yeah, they're having a great time out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, on the one hand, it's frustrating. On the other hand, I don't know that it's that hard to figure until and unless the Kings start playing better defense. I mentioned, by the way, Jeremy Grant on the chat here, the YouTube chat. Uh, who was it? Somebody. I, I've got to watch my my language and their language. Oh, boy. Here. Willie Bowen says, Jeremy Grant, hell no. Hell no. I like so that. Will, yeah, I like Willie that. Says, why not? Well, because the, the I could be wrong, but no, why am I wrong? Well, because the uh, the idea is that he is basically a scorer, and you talk about he's a pretty good defender, but his his reputation is as a scorer and as a guy who gets paid what thirty five million dollars a year, something like that. So yeah, that that's not the kind of guy we don't need scorers mm-hmm. who with big paychecks coming in here and taking over. We need guys who can fit in really basically because you've got to, and I don't know if the term superstar applies yet. I mean. Maybe they're stars be getting to be, you know, bigger uh, stars. But you've got two of those guys pretty much set. You've all got league, those, you know, you think, third team. Yeah, so. yeah, you're all NBA. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you've got that set. You don't need another. I mean, obviously, you always want a third guy. But you don't want a guy taking stuff away from those two. So I don't. I just don't think him as a as a, as a piece is, fits out that well. I don't think he makes that much. I'd have to look. You may be right. I don't. I know he doesn't make what Zach Levine's salary is going for. Zach Levine makes a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want yeah. That. I thought Grant was like high 20s. I'd have to double check that. So Grant is a five-year, $160 million contract. It's an average of $32 million a year, but this year it's backloaded, so he only makes 27 and a half this mm-hmm. year. Okay, so we're both right. You yeah. knew it was backloaded. That's yeah. very nice. Yeah. I, I like to get mine front-loaded sure. so I can get the money, and then if I suck the last two years, it doesn't really matter. You don't, even buy, you don't even buy green bananas I, anymore. Not anymore, no. Grant no. is smart, though, though, because he has a $36.5 million player option in 2028. Ah, yeah, that's that's pricey. I don't think that's going to be great for the Blazers. Yeah, yeah. No, by then that'll be cheap. So you thirty six fr- and a half million dollars by twenty twenty eight. Yeah, so you front load your bananas, huh? I do. <laughs> I have. <laughs> it didn't work out. That was Halloween. But the thing about him is, and I understand this gets to a larger point, a larger question that the Kings have to figure out. But when he was on OKC, Jeremy Grant was more of a. I don't want to say support guy, but they when he played with the big names, sure. he did more of the he was a defensive player and he rebounded and he could score. Problem is, you know, if you're paying him that much, the amount Kyle quoted and the amount you quoted, you want to get more offense from him. But whereas, you know, then that means you're taking that away from somebody else on this team. So I get it. It's a it, it's not a perfect fit. But you only have so many guys you can choose from, right? So right. Do you, does that yeah. mean the Kings are better off going, we'll have to wait until next offseason? There's well, nobody I, here that quite I, fits what we're doing. Well, yeah, in a way, I think so. You don't want to go ahead and get somebody that doesn't really fit what you're doing just to get somebody. So, yeah, if, if you have to wait, you have to wait. If the guy's not out there, then you try to get him through other ways. And, and you know, I know we've said this a lot. You wait for Keegan Murray. He's going to develop. Mm-hmm. He may develop into that guy. But I think what we're seeing is, although he had obviously a great game a little while ago, I don't think he's going to develop all the way into that guy this year. So if you're looking for it this year, he's not going to be the answer, I don't think, this season. And to what you just described, Whitey, about, well, if we don't get the player, do we just wait till next offseason? That's kind of what the Kings did last offseason. Exactly. They said, well, we didn't get the player we wanted. We'll bring back Harrison Barnes exactly. and check at the deadline. Yeah. And then they get to the deadline and say, we don't have the guy we're looking for. Let's just wait till next offseason. Mm-hmm. QQ says, I just came on. Is that Phantom? I haven't heard him in a decade or so. Wow, dude sounds the same. It's the Rise Guys reboot. That's QQ. QQ's always yeah. been one of my favorites. Really? So, yeah, if he says anything, I need to know it. Yeah. Okay. Because we have that kind of relationship. Thank you for noticing. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate that, QQ. Um, Zach Levine's not the best fit, right? He's not an no. ideal fit. 
Jeremy Grant, you guys are talking me out of Jeremy Grant. Well, then you got Ananobi. Eh, the Raptors want too much. You got Siakam, and eh, he's on the downside. That guy may not be out there. No, and I like the thing with Ananobi and some of these other guys where you see, well, we're starting at five first-round picks and two players. It yeah. just got crazy. Keegan go, Murray go bear and six first-rounders. Gobert did ruin the league. We know that. I mean, yeah. Because Danny Ainge ruined the league. Well, there you go. Okay, you go a little bit further. But, yeah, so, I mean, that's. I know that there's a little bit of horse trading, so to speak, when you're, you know, ma- making trades. But if you're starting with, what, three first-rounders and two play- two rotation players and another another pick as well down the line, that that's really tough yeah. to negotiate with. Yeah. Denny is in ruin the league, but he ruined some of the fun we can have with trades now. Where Absolutely, because you can't. Or Gobert yeah. or Donovan Mitchell is, okay, starts with four first-rounders. And who has right? that? That's the price. That's what they cost. So you're actually trading for people that are in junior high school right now because you're getting a 2032 first and stuff like that so it just it's just crazy yeah and then for the kings you know you can't trade consecutive draft picks consecutive number ones so you have to space them out and as you say that okay that gets to the point now where if you trade three you're talking about what <laughs> seven eight years down yeah, the road way- and a lot of gms is like I don't want that pick. I'm not going to be here then. It doesn't do me any good. You get I'll the older long, GMs. I'll be long gone by then. I'll <laughs> you, be somewhere else, hopefully. You I don't want to stay here for that long. You get a 70-year-old GM who's like, I'm not going to be around in five years. He'll be able to trade all our futures. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So what do you do if you're Monty McNair? I think Same we do what you did last year. I think so. I think you have. And you how can't. is that working out, sir? Well, how? Okay, then throwing up my hands and going out and grabbing a, a guy who's going to ruin my salary cap structure, plus not fit into the way I'm trying to play on the floor, that's not the answer either. Maybe this is the year they finally trade for P.J. Washington. Maybe. They've been saying Maybe. it for three years. That is not a well, bad you know idea. What? Yeah. We, it, you, really? Yeah, I like P.J. Washington a lot. Yes, I do. Yeah. All right. Uh, the P.J. Washington uh, issue explored also. There's a big name now that who knows the way things are sounding. Maybe he becomes available. Wink, wink. That's next year with the Drive Guys. Phantom in today for Kyle Draper on Sacktown Sports. Your afternoon home for Kings Talk and so much more. The Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports. Phantom is in today. And uh, thanks, I get it, from Beamer Beams or Beamly. It's not funny, but I get it. He says a guy named Reef beat the beep out of the, us on Christmas, LOL. Reef, Christmas. Oh, that's good. Oh, is it? That's really good. I hope you these, enjoyed it. These guys are entertaining. Yeah. It hurts. Oh, did a it? Bit. Yeah. Yeah, if a guy I've hurt. never heard of drops 25 on my team and, and, uh, and they punk us. Uh, in a very unexpected way, that does hurt, yeah. So, yeah. Reed scored 25 points. Can either of you guess what his previous career high was? Four. Oh, he averaged he averaged just a little under eight, so I'm going to say 17. Phantom was close. 16 nice. was his yeah. previous career high. And yeah, then he I should be running this show. Mm-hmm. 25. Fun with me. Come on over. <laughs> yes, I know. Add him to the Chris Kamen and Julian Champagny Hall of Fame of random players to torch the Kings. Beamer Beams or Beamley also says, Coach should have played JTA and Lynn an off night sooner. I was wondering that, too, last night. Why didn't the reserves come in sooner when the game was, for the most part, a lost cause? I'm wondering if it was his way of saying, you're on the bench, you're not doing anything. You don't deserve to play the way you're playing tonight. I don't know. Or maybe he just thought, no, we still got a shot. I wondered the same thing, Beam or Beams or Beamley. I think he just turned the bench. Can anybody stop anybody and then put him in and let him take and a chance? And they all look down. And like they all, no, no, uh, coach. I'd like to say I could, have, but I can't. They averted no, their gazes. They, they averted their eyes, yes. <laughs> Thank goodness there's a big-name player who, according to this, I mean, he should be available. Okay. 
by the end of the weekend, Woj says that uh, Kevin Durant's very unhappy in Phoenix. Did you hear about that? Wow. Can we just name the places he's happy in? It might be a shorter list. There you go. Right. Yeah. And Woj says, well, you know, you've, you've had to deal with this before, but looks like Kevin Durant is upset uh, with the way things are going there, the lack of supporting cast, the lack of uh, assets in the uh, cabinet for the Suns. How are they going to improve the team? And he said something along the lines of, uh, you know, they, teams have had to deal with this before uh, with KD. Well, KD didn't care for that. KD Ooh. is livid over what Woj, quote-unquote, reported. KD says, and this was a post that he removed, but he said, Woj says somebody else feels that I'm frustrated and it turned into me being mentally checked out. This bleep crazy. These people can flat out lie on my name and make bleep up and you people will believe it. But when my teammates and coaches speak on how I am as a teammate, you ignore it. LOL. Kevin Durant. Okay. So he's out of there. So let's get Kevin Durant. (laughs) I just, I just, it's a little shy. How is he surprised that they don't have much of a supporting cast when they traded everybody on the team to get the three guys that they needed to have on the team? Well, Booker obviously already there. Right. So why is he, we all said when they got everybody, we said, well, you have no other players on your team. And then all of a sudden they're not playing well besides him. And of course, Bradley Beal. Yeah. You know, has played about as much as we That's expect it. him to play. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. And nobody has any control over that. So I don't see how he was surprised at all by what has happened. And the fact that he's disappointed doesn't surprise me. Yeah. We don't know for sure how he feels. To his point, he's like, well, this, someone else said how I feel. Ask me how I feel. But if he is upset by that, I could see that it would be a matter of, you know, I thought Bradley Beal was maybe going to play. <laughs> Well, that's gonna... not too much to ask, really, <laughs> taking Kevin's side in this. You get yeah. a guy and you're paying him, I know I know that Kyle can figure it out, $50 million a year, something on that nature. You expect him to play, I don't know, 40 games maybe, mm-hmm. 50 mm-hmm. games and perhaps. maybe he will. Maybe, and maybe he will. But, you know, uh, even when he comes back, he plays a couple games, then he's out again. And uh, Kevin Durant has had to shoulder much of the load along with Booker, but he's used to that. Yeah. He's used to that. He just doesn't like losing, obviously. I don't know about you. I think we talked about this on our pod, but I uh, I remember when they put this thing together, when the Suns did, I, I, I was not convinced. Maybe they turn around and maybe they win the championship. Uh, but now it's not going well, and I was never sold that it was going to work in Phoenix. No, I think we were all basically on the same on same mind on that. As fact, mm-hmm. if, you know, you get the three big figureheads, and you don't have anything around them, and obviously the way you win the NBA title, it's a long season, and, and then you get in those long series. you got to have more than three guys, yeah. especially with Beal's uh, history of not playing. And Durant's having a really good year. Yeah. Well, because he's, he's really, really, really – Thank as, you. As many reallys as you can put, he's like his, top 15 all-time really good. Historically yeah, good. Yeah, he's historically good. He may yeah. be the most – perfect scoring machine ever created thank you but i don't know why i said thank you <laughs> no I, I, I it's not you're not you know why point. i said that seriously because no, i'm on record on this show once saying and i i got cuffed around a little bit but i heard from people who agreed with me i once said we don't know we don't need to wander down that road now i said i think overall all things considered kd better than kobe and you don't you may not want to go there but i'm just telling you that's why when you say he could be a perfect scoring machine that's why i say thank you well, he is, and I do not care to go there. Thank okay. you very much. Right. Yes, we That's probably smart. Shut, that freeway is shut. The off-ramp is shut. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, by the way, be careful out there. It's raining. So be careful on your highways and highways. Last time I rained, oh, is that I got what it means when it says Sacramento Kings and so much more on the rejoiner that we're going to give you weather yeah. and stuff? Okay, That's great. exactly what it well means. Well done. Yeah. We do have weather reports here. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Last time it rained, I don't. I think it rained harder. But remember, was it last week or the week before when it rained so hard? 
And uh, the freeway was shut down because it was a big, uh, somebody got stuck in the water in the freeway. Oh, yeah, they got stuck. Hope that doesn't home, happen though. again. No, I, mean, I, I don't know not. if I can get out of here anyway. There's I, so many gates out not. there. I hope not. I just hope the Kings don't get stuck in this, whatever this is that they're in, this puddle of bad defense. So, how so do get you... Kevin Durant. <laughs> oh, okay, I was going to ask you, you said Kyle and I don't want to make a move too hastily, but what about you? But now you're saying get Kevin Durant, so okay. Um, yeah. Probably not available. He says he loves it there. They'll figure it out. But if he were, it's going to take something like that. Remember when the Kings got Chris Webber way back when? They got Chris Webber, mm-hmm. who was a great player, because nobody at the time wanted him. His stock right. was down. His stock was Small down. Small market teams like, well, and Jeff Petrie had to roll the dice. Right. We don't know if this guy has problems in Washington, but, hey, he's available. We need a guy with that skill set. And he's great. And it worked yeah. out. So What's not, the price for a Chris Webber now? Uh, I, I don't again a twenty thirty six first. I mean, when, what do we have to give up well, to get that level it's, player now? It's different than it, than it was for say Donovan Mitchell and Gobert because Chris Weber was like, we don't want him anymore. Remember, and yeah, teams are smart enough remember, not yeah. to do that. Yeah, they yeah. just don't let you, you don't know that. that. Yeah, no, we love him. Yeah, so it's the he, player that says, I don't want these guys anymore. You yeah. have to trade me. Yeah, it's it's kind right. of turned a little bit that way. Right. Um. So I very good chance that the Kings, you know, they tinker here around the edges. And then this season, this may be pretty much the team they have the rest of the year because of the options. Uh, Willie Bowen doesn't like, let's see, Willie doesn't, he doesn't like. He doesn't uh, like Jeremy Grant. He doesn't like Jeremy Grant. He doesn't like Ananobi. Uh, there are some other ones he doesn't like as well. Thank you, uh, Willie, for your. Ask Willie if. He doesn't like Siakam. That if, was the other one. If we I can guess. guarantee the Kings would make it to the. You ask him. Okay, Willie, this is for you, Willie. here's my question. If I can guarantee you the Kings make it to the NBA Finals. Would you trade for Kevin Durant if he's available? That's my question. Would you give Keegan Murray and would you mortgage, quote-unquote, the future to get Kevin Durant if it gets you to the NBA Finals? Would you? I know there's no guarantee. I think I probably would. To yeah, get to the NBA, work that way. To, get yeah. to, the, to get to yes. the NBA Finals? Yeah, I think I would because yeah. that's all you can ask of a team. And you didn't even get say they're going to lose the Finals, right? No, you I don't even get there. I, as a fan... My theory as a fan base is you can't criticize your team if they get you to the last thing. Yeah. If that's the last series and they get you there, you, you can't criticize them. And if Kevin Durant gets you to the NBA Finals, obviously you'd have the big three. Mm-hmm. Who knows who else you would have, and maybe it wouldn't work out. But if it would work out, yes, I would do that. You'd have to be crazy not to jump on that, wouldn't you? Yeah, and, and again, we know yeah. they, they don't guarantee you <laughs> getting Willie's to the Finals. Even Willie's going to say, yeah, I'd do Willie that. Would, yeah, Willie would probably point out, yeah, what happens if you trade for Kevin Durant and he you know, hurts his leg the second week oh, he's that, here or something? Well, that would, we're still getting to the Finals. I don't care. <laughs> well, when <laughs> you say getting rid of the future, does that mean we're trading away a fourth grader or an eighth grader? Which, I like he, how he's taken on my thing. 2036 first rounder and a 2040 uh, pick swap. It probably would be Keegan, right? You'd have to. Oh, it'd Keegan have to be. Yeah. Like three you, ones at least. 2040 yeah, start. Wow. Probably. Just to get you in the building. And throw. you'd have to throw maybe Malik in there or something, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'm in the finals, and so I'm okay with it. Little brother 45, I would mortgage the future the way the Rams did if it meant yes. winning a ring. Yes, exactly, mm-hmm. little bro. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Beamer Beams or Beamley says uh, Keegan is off limits. B. Okay. Well, again, I guaranteed you the finals, and so okay. Can you imagine in Sacramento what it would be like? You probably have spent time imagining this. Yes, I have. If they actually made it to the NBA Finals, 
Well, they were so close, as I you know. know, and uh, I imagined it many times right. that season. Right. And I haven't imagined it as much after that, but mm-hmm. yeah, that would be it. Would be even more incredible now after the drought and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. So as they pointed out, that's exactly what the Rams did, and it worked out for them. And that's that's the theory I would be operating under. Epic Airby says, if you trade for KD, you are now in the same situation as the Suns. Depends what I have to give up, obviously. And nobody guaranteed the Suns are getting yeah, to the finals. Got the, if you do I've the got Phantom, the guarantee. The yeah. Phantom situation scenario, I'm guaranteed to get to the finals. <laughs> yes, I know. Well, I had to couch it that way or else I really wouldn't, <laughs> we wouldn't uh, even consider it. Have you seen the uh, promotional piece, the film? Sam Elliott, I believe, actually narrates it on I the Keys I believe I did once. Did you see where they say the team that won it all in 1951 and the team that should have in 2002? I don't like that. I don't either. I'm over that. I mean, you got to get, but you got to get beyond that, right? Okay. I mean, I get it. It's yeah. like, yeah, I know, but yeah, you're right. It doesn't sound good to 21 say. 21 years ago, and we're still going. Man, we should have won that. Should have yeah, won it in absolutely. 2002. Sam Elliott said it, so it's okay. No. Yes, it is. I'm not okay. I'm with sorry. It. I, I mean, it was in Roadhouse, it. and so obviously <laughs> it is. Yeah. Three three nine eleven forty one eight hundred nine two zero eleven forty. Is this Zach joining us here? Zach on Sackdown Sports or Zachtown Sports? What's up, Zach? How's it going, Whitey? How's it going, Phantom? Long-time listener, first-time caller. Appreciate it. You're, uh, hear from you, dude. Your first caller, first-time caller basket's on its way to you. Uh, I just wanted to call and ask about how aggressive Monty should be as a GM because, like you guys have been pointing out, should we leverage the, should we mortgage the future for now? We see a bunch of teams going after rings, uh, like the Nuggets trading away first-rounders for Aaron Gordon and the, the Celtics trade away first-rounders for Drew Holiday and obviously what the Bucks did. Uh, because they figure we're not going to be drafting in the lottery anyway. Why do we need these first-round picks? And we see Monty, we traded away our uh, 20s pick to the Mavericks this year anyway. So I guess my question is, how much do you equate uh, mortgaging the future when these picks will be in the 20s anyway? And Monty has showed a willing to get rid of those picks later on in the round since we won't be in the lottery. And we know he comes from that Daryl Morey tree of uh, trading a lot of future stuff for right now winning. So I guess it's kind of two-pronged. Why hasn't Monty taken up that kind of attitude? And would you guys be willing to give away those picks and pick swaps that you guys are making fun of when they're going to be in the later 20s anyway for a guy like maybe Caruso or uh, someone like that? Thank you, Zach. Great question. Uh, we'll come back with the answer to that. Also tell you, did you hear what happened to Aaron Gordon? You mentioned Aaron Gordon. You hear what happened to Aaron Gordon? Looks like he's going to be okay, but oh, it's nasty. Uh, we're back with that. Uh, it's Phantom in for Kyle Draper today. Buddy Gleason. Drive guys on Sackdown Sports. And the team that should have in 2002. The Drive Guys, live and local. Every afternoon, Monday through Friday on Sacktown Sports. Unless I'm mistaken, Phantom is in for Kyle Draper today. And it's correct. Yeah, and he's full of information and wisdom and explain it to me why Sam Elliott sounds like this if he's from Sacramento. Yes. Why does he talk like that? People, we don't talk that way in Sacramento, do we? Not El Camino Avenue, yes. 2002. <laughs> See, now how did he get Sam Elliott to call in? That's incredible. But for I, some reason, he's only saying the same sentence over and over again. Yeah, they only had him for an hour. I mean, come on, the guy's busy. should have in 2002. So you're saying that he uh, has been other places. And he's been around the world, okay? He's Sam Elliott. You know, he was Wade Garrett. Come on. I mean, you, you're... You've spent a lot of time in the gold country. People up there kind of sometimes talk that way, sort of. Very much minor-like, yes, yes absolutely. There you Very go. much minor-like, minor-like. Yeah, You can yeah. see Sam Elliott staking a claim back in the 1880s, That's can't right. you? Yeah. 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 Mate, I should have staked one in 2002. <laughs> 
So the anyway, team that should have in 2002. I'm really beginning to like that. Some people uh, on that. We'll get to Zach's question. Zach wondering how aggressive should money be, and we will get to that. And I also promise to tell you what happened to Aaron Gordon. Uh, but some people here on the YouTube chat are talking about David Stern, and they're calling him like Darth Stern, and how he would have handled Jaw. I don't know that he would have handled Jaw well, but uh, anyway, be no. that as it may, reminds me years ago to when the Kings were. They were going to move, and then they were saved. And so they were. there was a big rally in town. Uh, yeah, the Kings are staying, and all NBA was here, and Commissioner Stern apparently was here. And they did some bid on the air the next day, you know, comparing David Stern to Howard Stern and how Howard Stern would do some things on the radio. Sure. I'm like, wow. Yeah. And so my bit was David Stern doing those, and I got in trouble. <laughs> Just how can little... you do that when the NBA's in town? When David Stern's in town, it's like, is a joke, is a joke. Dude, I'm a zany morning man. Yeah. Come on, that's yeah. what I do. I do the bits. Come on. Joke. Yeah. I don't know that Commissioner Stern ever heard. I never heard. I no. never. He never voiced any issues. I thought me. your Commissioner Stern was excellent. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> so anyway, Sam Elliott. Stern. Appreciate that. Yes. Now, um, Aaron Gordon, supposedly he's going to be fine, but he's away from the team for a little bit because he got bitten in the hands and in the facial area by a dog. Ooh. Yeah. And I'm assuming, I don't know if there was a dog out of control or he went to somebody's house like, hey, big fella. Yeah. Yeah. So he expected to fully recover, but he away from the team while he recovers from dog bites to his hands and to his face. So all the best to Absolutely. San Jose's Aaron Gordon. Yes. And also to, to the Nuggets. I mean, he's a key part of the Nuggets. So, yes. Yeah, they're going to miss him. Yeah, yeah. So how can the Kings make a deal? The, you know, the, the Nuggets didn't have uh, Jamal Murray. He was hurt, so they had to do something a couple years ago. So they went out, they got Aaron Gordon, right. and now they have Jamal Murray back. And, hey, look at that. They won a championship. Yeah, because they have Jokic, and he makes everybody better. So as long as you know what you're supposed to do. I mean, Aaron Gordon has a, what they call a particular set of skills, and Jokic is a perfect blend for that. So that's obviously the best place for him to play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So what do the Kings do? How desperate should they get? Not desperate, pardon me, Zach yeah. asked. How aggressive? How many of these future picks should they be dealing right now? I think the problem is, uh, was not with Zach's question, but with trying to answer it, is that Monty is trying to take one tact to improve the team. At least that's what we think. He's trying to let the team grow on its own. It proved enough last year that it has the talent. And, uh, you know, one more year of seasoning and one more year of growth from Keegan Murray and, and improvement by some of these other guys. And that's the way that he thought his team was going to grow. And then he added pieces on the, on the outside, on the outskirts. And unfortunately, so far this season, I'm 17 and 12 is still decent. Yes. But, you know, you know, trying to propel the team to the next level. That hasn't exactly happened yet. It's way too soon for him to go, well, what am I going to do with my future draft choices? Because he still thinks, I would think, that this is going to be the way to go. So unless he changes his tactics and changes his direction and says, okay, this plan that I have isn't working, I've got to go ahead and try a different plan, I don't think he's going to make that outlandish move that we're talking about unless he can find a guy who's maybe a big name but also complementary to what he's already doing. But don't you think, Phantom, that's Phantom, everybody, nice answer. Don't you think that... You can make the case the Kings right now appear to be at something of a crossroads in that, wow, they're a legitimate playoff team. They have two guys who were all NBA last year, but they're not as good as some of the other better teams in the league. So do you be patient and hope that by the time you're able to fortify your roster that your two guys who are your best players are still going to be near their peak uh, abilities? Or do you say, well, this is the opportunity now, and we have to gamble a little bit now to try to maximize the window, if you will, for this particular team? I would be on the side of gambling if you can maximize a team if the gamble was out there. I mean, you can't just a gamble, well, just get Ananobi. Well, that's well, a gamble. You can, but it'd be uh, really risky. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you have to have a, a certain level of, 
I know you can't be 100% confident, but you have to have some level of this guy. If I add this guy, first of all, with Ananobi, I think he's going to be a free agent after this year. So, you know, can I, can I keep this guy? What is it going to cost to get this guy? And can he fit in with what I already have? Mm-hmm. I still think that he thinks that, you know, Obviously, the Keegan-Murray maturation, but also, you know, on a night-to-night basis, what is he getting from Barnes and what is he getting from Herder? I think he still thinks that that's going to improve going through the season, and maybe it won't. And maybe that's where you have to wake up and say, no, I have to make a change in this area. I know that the call from most fans is, we've got to upgrade the three. Okay, that's fine. I have no problem with that. you got to upgrade the three, but just you've got to get somebody, if you're upgrading, he's got to play, he's got to be better offensively and better defensively. And I don't know if that's out there right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, little brother forty five asks, "Were you guys on KZAP? I've never. I don't. I people ask me that all the time. I've never ever been. Nothing against KZAP. I've never was never on KZAP. Never worked there. I know. But KZAP you worked with still, the guy who was on KZAP. Kevin Anderson was on KZAP. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. But I never. No. I never, oh, well, you just have, have that people, rock kind of but, persona. But people though. say, yeah. "Oh man, I used to listen to you all the time on KZAP. It's like you could. That's impossible. No. What you say is, "Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm glad you listened." That is, yeah, that's what, that is what I say. Or you could like, call Sam Elliott. Yeah, it's not true. Thank you. Yeah. I think Thank you very much. Well, as I, was, as I was telling my buddy Stones, I said, people come up to me all the time and go, I love when on the Rise Guys you did that thing. And I said, well, that was Whitey. So, oh. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. They yeah. always try to give me the credit. I yeah. usually take hey, it. Hey, we're a team. Yes. Right? Yeah. We're a team. Yeah. If I did it, you did it, we did it, we win. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We have from Dwayne Baker. Oh, some people are upset. Dwayne Baker. What happened now? Bonnie and Mike will get the Kings there. Stop whining. Trust the process of getting them there. Willie Bones says Sacramento Kings are a jump shooting team. That's an excellent point by Willie Bones. My son made the same uh, the same point to me earlier today. He says, "Hey, they're they're a shooting. They're a team full of good shooters who aren't shooting good." Right. Yeah. I mean, grammatically, that may not work, but it, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie also says, "I said this before the season started. Barnes and Murray as the starting forwards won't work well." Well, I think he's at odds with the management because I think they think that they will work well. And then, obviously, you've got Lyles off the bench that you can try to buttress that group with as well. But uh, I think that's the crux of it. Are they going to work well, or is there a point where they haven't worked well and you have to make some sort of decision? And when you make the decision, is the answer out there? They, I understand the point, but I think I'm okay with it. I mean, they, they rebound. They're still one of the top defensive rebounding teams in the league. It's not like they get demolished on the backboards every night. So what's the problem with those two guys? Obviously, you'd like to have somebody at this point who gives you more every night than Harrison Barnes. Not that Harrison Barnes is bad. He's a little inconsistent. He still does some good things. He's had some good games. Um, But that said, I don't look at those two guys and go, oh, well, if those two guys are your forwards, you're in trouble. I guess no, I don't look at it that way, but you have to remember we're talking about a team that's trying to ascend as well. Yes. And maybe if you're trying to get to over the 50-win plateau, those two guys are not going to be the guys that get you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, bottom line, Zach, and I think we all know this, there, it doesn't appear to be anything out there right now. It doesn't appear to be anything out there that would warrant Monty doing something really aggressive. If he, you know, he always could, you could roll the dice and give up a lot and get Zach Levine but all the moves that are actually, as far as we know, available to you would be massive risks that yeah. probably wouldn't work. And they really, might, but really what you're would. looking for in the store isn't really on the shelves. I mean, you have money in your pocket, but you can't find what you want. Mm-hmm. That's just you, that's like easier. an analogy you that or something quicker. Like that? I mean, I did this whole long thing. and you Yeah, just but I just try to boil it down. Boom. Yeah. Uh, we will uh, take a quick time out here, if that's all right with you, Phantom. That's fine. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back here. 339-1140, uh, Thanks for participating on the YouTube chat. When we come back, Brock Purdy. Now, this guy played quarterback at a high level. 
I did indeed. Yeah. 